Hi, welcome back to Litcentric Radio, the podcast that's a literacy coach in your pocket. I'm your host, Dr. Julie Webb. I'm really excited about our book today and about all the books that we're going to share here on Litcentric Radio in season three. Believe it or not, I'm already looking at book selection for season four. Season four will be our last uh, season for the school year, and we'll take a short break for summer and return in August for season five. And uh, season four will include episodes 37 through 48, so uh, 12 more, and that means we need 12 more fabulous mentor texts to feature on the show. I'd love to hear which ones you'd like to see featured on an episode of Lycentric Radio, not just the ones that I pick. So you can weigh in by taking Lycentric Radio survey. The link is posted on the homepage of litcentric.com. It's got to be one of the world's fastest surveys, but it's a chance for you to share your ideas for the show and help me make sure that season four is our best yet. So please take a moment, pause the show if you need to, and log on to litcentric.com. You'll see the very big button in the center of the page to uh, take that quick survey and give your feedback. I'd appreciate it. In today's episode, we're going to take a look at point of view using the text boy and bot. Now this text, uh, when you look at it, uh, the title printed on the actual book, it says boy plus bot. Um, So as far as I can tell, it's boy and bot, Um, but you may hear people refer to it as boy plus bot. So just to kind of a little frame of reference there for you. But the reason I love this book is it's really delightfully clever in a way that even the youngest readers can appreciate. And I like to use it for exploring how simple shifts in point of view among the characters, plus some kind of handy repetition, can make for a really fun and funny plot. We're going to explore those ideas today on episode 30. Let's take a look at today's text, Boy and Bot. A boy was collecting pine cones in his wagon when he met a robot. Hi, said the boy. Want to play? The robot blinked. Affirmative. They played. They had fun. But as they rolled down the hill, a rock bumped the robot's power switch, and the robot turned off. What's wrong? the boy asked. The robot did not answer. Are you sick? the boy asked. The robot still did not answer. I must help him, the boy said. So as you can tell, Boy and Bot is a very straightforward, very quick story. Uh, Kids love the robot voice, and the text actually helps you realize that you need to speak that way because each word that the robot is supposed to say is hyphenated, and so it makes it really easy to tell that you're supposed to respond that way, which is really fun. Kids get a kick out of that. And even though this is a straightforward text, what I want to explore with students is this idea of character opposites. And... A lot of times my kids will understand the concept of an opposite, but then to actually craft one on their own and to understand how those different characters with those different points of view will behave differently and talk differently and really influence the plot of the story, that is not necessarily an easy concept. So that's really what I want to push um, the envelope with today in this simple text. Sometimes I think um, teachers think that You know, if you have a complicated text, then you have to respond in a complicated way. Or if you have a simple text, you have to respond in a simple way. And I just don't think that's true. I think you can vary it depending on what opportunities presented in the text and really what the needs of your students are. So again, in this case, simple text, but 
I think uh, what we're asking students to do is going to be quite challenging, which is another great reason why uh, picture books are so fantastic to use even in older classrooms or classrooms with older students, I mean, like, um, you know, upper grade elementary, middle school, and even in high school. Um, a lot of times people think that those texts are simple, but really they offer such rich experiences and opportunities in them that you can't always explore as easily in a longer text like a novel. So that being said, let's talk about our bridge chart today. As I mentioned, we're going to explore the idea of character opposites. Now the chart itself is not a complicated one, but the content that you have to generate with students actually can be quite complicated. And so you're gonna need a really good example um, in order to model for students what you're thinking and how you come up with those ideas. And um, in this case, I like to do it very much as a shared experience as much as possible. I want students to help generate some of the ideas with me, even though I'm definitely um, steering us in a certain direction. But I need to get as much input as I can from the students so they can understand what the thought process that you go through is like so that they can try to craft this on their own. So in our bridge chart, we're going to divide it just into two columns. And um, I'm going to pick two opposite characters. And what I've chosen to share with you today is an example of a character on, on the left that's going to be a girl, and the character for the column on the right is going to be a cat. And I did something uh, like this kind of in a similar way to Boy and Bot, where we have, you know, a child and then a different type of creature. So I thought I'd do something similar like that just to show students how, um, you know, opposites you know, how these characters really are quite different. If I did a, a, one girl and then another girl, that would be a little bit harder for them to distinguish. So I think it's a good idea to keep it maybe a person, an animal, person, a robot, you know, something like that, or even, even two types of animals that are just extremely different, or even, you know, a young girl and an old man or something, just to show that the opposites um, are clear and that the point of view is a little bit easier to understand, I think, that way. So in this case, I'm going to show students uh, the first column with the girl, and I'm going to generate a couple of quick ideas, just some phrases. I'm not even going to worry about complete sentences here. Um, I'm just going to jot down some phrases and a very quick little kind of sequence of events, a little plot uh, that I can use to generate some ideas about uh, how this character might behave. So the girl and the cat are going to interact in this uh, story that I'm going to write. And uh, first, I'm going to talk about from the girl's point of view. So the first thing a girl does is she gets a, this cat down from the tree. So this is definitely something very plausible. Uh, the, really, the whole kind of scenario with the girl is pretty straightforward. So she gets the cat down from the tree. Next, on the next part of the column, I'll write, you know, she gives the cat some milk. So maybe she's trying to take care of it. It's hungry. Then she brushes the cat's fur. Uh, finally, she puts a collar on it. And then she names it Fifi. <laughs> so that's our quick little kind of story rundown here of um, the girl encounters this cat and then kind of how she takes care of it and ultimately adopts it. So again, those are just quick phrases. I'm just trying to really show students how I'm generating a, a quick plot and how the opposite point of view is going to come into play and play off of that plot that I generated. So in the second column, we're going to do a similar kind of story plot with uh, the cat from the cat's point of view. And again, the cat's going to interact with the girl. And it's not exactly the same scenario, slightly different, again, because the character is different and her point of view is going to be different. So the girl got the cat down from a tree, but the cat is going to get the girl down from the school bus. 
So maybe the cat waits near the bus every day. You know, the bus comes by and the girl steps down. The cat, you know, got her down off the bus. And she goes and pets the cat. Then the cat um, is going to give the girl a dead mouse. Because you know how cats actually will do that in real life. Uh, the girl gave the cat some milk to take care of it. And the, the cat is going to give a dead mouse to the girl because that's, you know, how a cat would demonstrate its care for you. Uh, the girl, remember how she brushed the cat's fur? Instead, the cat is going to lick the girl's fingers and purr. So again, kind of the opposite, uh, you know, response from the cat's point of view. The girl put the collar on the cat, but the cat is going to rub the girl's legs. And in the end, the girl named the cat Fifi, and the cat is going to name the girl Jenny. So maybe the cat, of course, heard somebody call it Jenny or call her Jenny and then, you know, decided to do that. So that's basically the, the bridge chart. You can see it's not a complicated structure. It's really just two columns, you know, with information going back and forth. But you really have to have conversations with your kids about how is this going to play out. This isn't necessarily an easy thing for them to grasp. So I do recommend starting with the column on the left, picking, um, I think, the character that might be easier, in this case, the girl. I think in boy and bot, it's easier for students to write about the boy because, you know, they're either a boy or a girl. They can relate to that pretty easy. The part that you have to get a little bit more creative about is in the opposite character. And generally, if the character is very different than ourselves, like a robot or a cat. So obviously, the scenario would be quite different there. But if you have a conversation with kids and give them a basic structure about what the girl could do, and then have them help you figure out what that might look like from a cat's point of view. I think kids can definitely do it as long as they have support from you and a little bit of guidance. And I think it's a good idea for you to have kind of a, um, a plan in your mind about where that story could go in case students get a little bit too kind of far off or they miss the point and they need you to kind of get them back on track. I think it's a good idea to kind of have a plan in place. When I want students to write about this, the writing task itself could be for just students to actually create their own bridge chart and they pick two different characters. That would be a very, very good writing task for students to do. Writing tasks don't always have to be in paragraph or you know full like genre form. Uh, they could be something like create a chart. So in this case, uh, for students who maybe need to explore this area a little bit further and could use some more experience, that's a great task to give students to do. Uh, another thing I might ask them to do is actually once they've created a chart like that or even using the chart that we created to go ahead and write those into paragraph form. Explain quickly what the girl does using the phrases and the ideas that we've charted and then write the second paragraph with the, what the cat does. Essentially that's the structure of the boy and bot book. So I think students could handle that especially if, if you refer them to the book again. So hopefully you'll try out Boy and Bot. It's a really fun book. Again, it took no time at all to read it. It's very straightforward, but very clever in the way that uh, point of view gets used and um, in those opposite characters, not something that a lot of our students, I think, would write on their own. So it's a fun exercise for them to try and a really fun way to explore point of view, which I know is in our Common Core Standards um, here in the States. And it's definitely uh, something, a life skill, really, that we need students to do. And it's a great way for them to start to develop empathy as well. So get your copy of Boy and Bot. You can always find a link to all the texts that we feature on Litcentric Radio. If you go to litcentric.com, click on the Listen tab. That's where you'll find all the seasons uh, for the podcast. And uh, in this case, of course, we're in season three. So if you click on the season three little icon there, it'll take you to all the episodes uh, for this season. We always do 12 um, base episodes a season with a few bonuses usually. 
and uh, you'll see the episodes there as well as the book that I feature and it'll take you a link to Amazon and a purchaser supports the show and I appreciate that very much helps uh, keep the show going and as always I hope that you'll follow me on uh, social media everywhere you look you'll find me at litcentric and uh, including you know Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and Pinterest as well as YouTube I'm kind of everywhere at this point and I want to hear from you and definitely please take the Litcentric radio survey on the homepage of litcentric.com. I would love to hear about the books that you'd like to see featured on the show. There are so many wonderful books out there and I love to learn about new titles and uh, and you know be exposed to new authors and illustrators and I know you do too. So take that survey, let me know what you think and we'll see you next time. Have a great day at school.